0: Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of this week's show, your chance to comment on the government's anti-discrimination laws as the Equal Opportunities Commission launches a new consultation. And we'll be looking at the continuing controversy over the airport's third runway project and the threat it may pose to Hong Kong's dolphin population. But first, and hardly for the first time, constitutional reform, Occupy Central, and according to some the end of the world. Next
1: Tuesday, the government's expected to reveal its report on proposals for constitutional uh, reform to the Legislative Council. This past Tuesday... The Democratic Party held a committee meeting to assess the possibility of Occupy Central taking place in July if the report rules out the possibility of civil nomination for the 2017 chief executive election.
2: Mm. 不過他估計是會
3: The trigger point for Occupying Central would be a signal from the government, whether it's this government here or in Beijing, that all the avenues for universal suffrage are closed and that would be all rejected and what they would only accept is to have a small circle of people using very high threshold to nominate candidates for election and that would tell everybody. That it's not genuine universal suffrage. And I think if that point is reached, whether it's in July or August or September, I think the pressure within the community to occupy Central and to resort to f- all forms of civil disobedience will come.
1: Dagong Pao's front page report on Wednesday this week suggested action. It says that once the organizers of Occupy Central reveal any details of the occupying act to the public, it should be considered as a criminal act, and they should all be arrested. I think
2: it's true that uh, I'm also being advised by some criminal law experts that um, we might uh, commit an offense of inciting people to commit offenses if we provide the details on the uh, actual occupying act. Um, But I think we also have to prepare for that. In any case, if we have to occupy, we have to provide the details to the public. So we have to arrange the leadership of the movement in case that the three of us uh, are being arrested. uh, I think we still have people leading the movement and we will still continue to occupy.
1: Although pressure from the pro-government camp and the central government is unrelenting, Benny Tai says he still has hope. If the standing committee um,
2: in the decision keeps it vague that, uh, well, it may, is possible to have different kind of uh, election methods or maybe even be silent on the whole thing, but just saying that, oh, we just endorse the report of the CE and now the election method can be changed, then I think that might be some good signs, meaning that uh, in the coming months, there maybe negotiation and um, deals may be reached on a proposal that would be acceptable by all sides.
1: The challenges ahead won't just come from the pro-government side. Benny Tai is fully aware that tensions among pan-democratic forces will increase as negotiation with the government approaches.
2: Again, I have to emphasize, um, even though I, I seem to be optimistic, but I again will say that I will not underestimate the challenges I had. There will still be many problems to solve in the coming months, and um, there will need to be a lot of work to uh, reach a kind of consensus among the um, pandemic groups and also with the other side. So still, with hope, hope, but uh, still need to be very cautious.
0: Naturally, pro-Beijing forces have been speaking out loudly and frequently against Occupy Central. Some seem happy to almost directly quote official Beijing mouthpieces. And some big businesses have decided to get involved in politics by employing that Hong Kong people are doing the SAR untold harm by aspiring to true universal suffrage. So-called Occupy Central. Um,
1: if it's designed to disrupt business, they're, they're missing the target anyway because a large part of Hong Kong's economy is outside of Central, including the financial sector that's m- partially moved across to Kowloon to the Western, the West Kowloon
0: Cultural uh, Area, and uh, the ICC there. I think they're more concerned about the retail business being disrupted more than if I'm in an
4: office building on the twenty-some floor of a commercial building. Nowadays we all realize that a lot of international finance or other uh, occupants in central could conduct their business by internet or telephone. Uh, so the physical movement of uh, people uh, might
2: not be that uh, serious. 是很大的影響
3: the Hong Kong Banking Employees Association, also affiliated to the Federation of Trade Unions, claims that over 60% of banking workers worry that the jobs could be axed if Central was paralyzed. However, they interviewed just about 150 workers. Banks in Hong Kong currently have about 100,000 employees. In a recent advertisement, the big four accountancy firms also warned that the Occupy Central could disrupt key transactions and commercial activities and prompt investors to flee Hong Kong. They also said that the pro-democracy movement could have a negative and long-lasting impact on the rule of law in the city. Earlier this week, HSBC released a report. HSBC toned down the report after the considerable criticism online. They have now added other possible negative factors, including property prices, a slowdown in mainland tourist arrivals and the influence of U.S. interest rates. Many criticized the market warning as politically rather than economically motivated. A day later, Barclays Bank was quoted as warning Okpa Central could trigger a property market slum.
0: Whoever uh, uh, wrote these two reports for HSBC and Barclays, these people, I will call them cloudies because they they live their lives in the clouds. They are completely divorced from reality. They don't know what's happening on the ground. Like in the Barclays report, they, they, they warned that the Hong Kong property market will, will crash. But the simple fact is, if they spend any time on the ground, 5,000 Hong Kong residents are lining up to compete, and to buy 400 flats offered by uh, to to the market by Cheng Kong. Welcome back. Hong Kong now has less than half the number of Chinese white dolphins it had just 10 years ago. Increased shipping, construction, and pollution have all contributed to this decline in numbers. Now there are concerns that plans to build the third runway at Lap Kok Airport could drive the remaining few dolphins away for good.
5: At my start of my research life, I see maybe more than 20 dolphins swimming around the broader island. And in the last few months, I just saw uh, around two dolphins.
2: But What happened after they are gone? They may die. may leave permanently from Hong Kong? Is that what we want?
1: Last month, the Airport Authority released its Environmental Impact Assessment Report on the Third Runway Project. Many green groups and animal campaigners are concerned about the threat to the Chinese white dolphins in the north of Lantau. The report says that any disturbance to them that may result is acceptable. The public has one week left to submit opinions on the study. The Pulse followed dolphin researchers to see why they're worried. Here, reclamation is ongoing and the contours of the Hong Kong-Zhuhai-Macau bridge are becoming apparent. Dolphins once regularly swam here.
5: A lot of the mitigation measures have been applied uh, for the reclamation project for the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge, just like the dolphin exclusion zones and some steel curtain to reduce the noise impact. But somehow uh, dolphins are still not using this area. So it may, it may be a problem for us to think, uh, is it effective for this measure?
1: The Hong Kong Dolphin Conservation Society was set up to protect the Chinese white dolphins researchers are monitoring the population and the habitat of the creature. Right now only 62 dolphins are believed to be left in Hong Kong. Their number has dropped by more than half in the past 10 years. The researchers tried to locate dolphins in two areas north of Lantau where they're often found, the Brothers Islands and Cha Chao and Long Ku Chao Marine Park. There was no sign of them.
5: On the left-hand side, it is Sha and Long Kui Chao Marine Park. And on the right-hand side uh, is the proposed uh, Brothers Island Marine Park. And you can see the one way is uh, connecting between the two marine parks. And the EIA report from the first runway uh, is showing that it is a very important uh, dolphin's uh, moving corridor. So dolphins would need this area to move along the two important habitats. And also, you can uh, imagine when the project starts, more and more moving vessels or the marine vessels we travel along this so the dolphins i don't think they will use this area to uh, move to the uh, uh, inside area just like the brothers island marine park
1: eventually having seen no dolphins they turned towards the much less busy tai o area here the creatures were not shy at all
2: it's not the things that we are considering the impact is, is significant or no. We actually classify as moderate and or high, and then we formulate the measures to mitigate to an acceptable level.
1: The Airport Authority says that more than 250 mitigation measures will be put in place to reduce the impact on the dolphin population, including designating the sea around the Brothers Islands as a marine park. But whether that's worth doing, rests partly on the assumption that the dolphins will return once construction is over.
2: Without this VRS project, basically, uh, I don't see the government will put the effort to designate this part of the marine park. We uh, biologists, we research scientists can never be 100% sure of anything. Um, it's just my evaluation and my colleague Tom Jefferson's evaluation from our experience uh, that uh, it is highly likely that they'll come back if we get rid of the insults, if you will, if we uh, 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 lower the speed of high speed ferries inside the park area. It's only just the expert opinion, but there's no basis, there's no scientific study to back them up.
1: Samuel. One of Hong Kong's few dolphin researchers also helps the agriculture, fisheries and conservation department study the population of pink dolphins. He has initiated a campaign to lobby against the Third Runway mega project.
2: We are really lagging behind in conservation measure. We need to do something now to arrest that decline. Before we can talk about even more development pressure, but they are iconic to Hong Kong. They are the handover mascot of Hong Kong. So many people went out just to get a glimpse uh, of the dolphin. And ultimately, you know, this is our uh, treasure for not only us but for our children.
0: How big a problem is religious, racial, or sexual discrimination in Hong Kong? Want to give your views? Well, until 7th of October. The Equal Opportunities Commission is conducting a public consultation on how these issues can be addressed. Here to tell us more is the Commission's Chairperson, York Chow. Hi, Can I just start by asking you why are you doing this now and what do you think, in fact, are the main issues that need to be addressed? Uh,
4: under the EOC's ordinance, I think we have the statutory responsibility to review our laws every now and then. It didn't say how long, but I think it's about time, now, 18 years since the establishment of the EOC. Uh, we feel also with experience... I'm of sorry,
0: the last law review was when?
4: Uh, there's no comprehensive review so far. Okay. So I think uh, we need to uh, uh, look at what experience we have gathered and certain areas of uh, gaps that are not covered actually might need to be reviewed. So uh, we're looking at a few important aspects. First, whether we should combine the four discrimination ordinance into one main ordinance. I think this is being done in a lot of uh, common law countries like Australia and, and UK. Uh, the second is whether we should expand a certain aspect of the discrimination ordinance to cover uh, perhaps sexual harassment when it applies to customers' liability as well as the uh, service provider's liability. This is being addressed, but I think it has not actually covered some of the areas where there's a common employer or common uh, uh, ownership of the uh, premises and so on. Uh, We're also looking at um, how we can actually apply this to uh, disability discrimination. Very often we have difficulty in solving some of the responsibility of uh, owners and also operators uh, of premises when it comes to access for wheelchair users or uh, people with other disabilities. So I think uh, to add this duty to accommodate might be a very important uh, imp- uh, aspect of the ordinance. Uh, we're also looking at the de facto relationship of people who are not actually covered by the uh, 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 um, fa- uh, family status ordinance right now regarding ma- marriage like uh, relationships. And as you know, there are actually many more people who are deciding not to uh, register for marriage, and they actually they live a life uh, just like any other marriage couple. So these are the areas that I think is very important. And recently, we also looking at um, some of the increasing conflicts between Mainlanders and Hong Kong residents uh, on various aspects. And I think uh, we cannot really resolve everything, but I think uh, in order to um, uh, perhaps educate the public as well as to uh, reduce the vilifications actually being done to each other, I think that uh, we should actually consider whether we should add the clause of uh, Hong Kong residency status, or immigration status, or citizenship. So what, what, into what, the, uh, what you're uh, talking
0: law. about is this this big clash between Hong Kongers and mainlanders. I wonder is is that actually discrimination, or is this more to do with the politics of Hong Kong today?
4: Uh, I think anything that. Uh, will have a different view will end up in politics but even, I think this is important that discrimination is defined as uh, unfair treatment or uh, uh, vilification that is you you're hurting others people feeling so I think this is a uh, aspect I think we should also address
0: uh. and when you're looking at these issues of of uh, marital status or partnerships whatever mm. I, I've already heard people criticizing you for not going far enough and advocating for example, same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. which is common in other jurisdictions. Are you consciously holding back on this sort of thing?
4: Uh, no, we have a separate consultation exercise right now for uh, sexual orientation and gender identity. And, and that is actually another exercise which I don't want to uh, take over, actually, uh, this particular exercise, because this is actually a major exercise looking the, at the existing four ordinances, And the existing ordinance actually does not cover uh, sexual orientation and gender identity
0: and just generally speaking, this is a hard mm-hmm. question to ask you, but in the eighteen years since the EOC has been established, is it your impression that in fact discrimination has decreased, or are we still in the Mm -hmm. bad situation, presumably, that we were in before? I think
4: you're looking at the complaint statistics, where we do not actually have an increase in complaints. But you're looking at the expectation of the public, and particularly awareness of discrimination. Naturally, I think we heard a lot more about that in in the recent years. And I think the public is much better educated now and better, better informed compared with 18 years ago. Uh, but you, you, you can imagine also that human rights is always changing and the perception of uh, individual rights and also society's responsibility also changing. So I think it's important for us to review uh, this law, whether it's still appropriate for Hong
0: Kong right now. Well, York Chow, thank you very much indeed. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for in this week's show. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye.